Ni howdy, y'all. This is Eric from Tea House Ghost, and welcome to the tea table. I am sitting here. It's 10.30. I'm at my desk. Uh, 10.30 in the morning. I'm at my desk. It's uh, mid-September. And today, I'm going to make Dragon Bro. Dragon Bro is a bean of tea. Um from Nanawa Mountain. It is a Xiaodueze style shu puer, which means that it was made uh, with a fermentation process that is not unlike the Wodue process, uh, which is a factory process and uses a lot, a lot of tea. This is basically the, the pared down version of that that has to be readapted and kind of reintuited uh, for smaller quantities of tea like the amount that you could feasibly process with just a few patches on a mountain instead of, you know, say, a whole mountain range worth of tea farms. But yeah, this one's from 2013, uh, which is the year after the famous Dragon Bang from 2012. And Dragon Bang is famous for the fact that it was a drought year that year. Um, year of the Dragon 2012 was a drought year on Nanawa Mountain, and because of that, the shupuer that Lee Shulin made that year came out real juicy and real dark, and I really love it. Actually, a lot of people at the tea house really loved it, which is why it's famous. Um, but, you know, there were only so many of those bings, as there are any given year, and unfortunately, those have run out um, I think Sohan's holding on to a few extras, you know, just, just for safekeeping, but for all intents and purposes, and certainly for sales purposes, they all gone. So, uh, and that happened a little while ago. And so eventually it became necessary for us to find, or for Sohan to find another really nice, dark Xiaodueze tea, um, to replace it with a kind of similar character. But Dragon Bro, which is from 2013, uh, while it still exhibits the darkness of the dragon being uh, its older brother, you could say, it, it doesn't exhibit the same kind of intense and piercing chi that I remember of the dragon being. I find the Dragon Bro being to be much more calm and mellow, kind of, kind of like the, um, just, just, just a little bit more laid back, you know, like there's something about it. Like, all right, older brother had to go pioneer and, and really make it up as, as he went along. And little brother is like, all right, I got to learn from what the mistakes of my, my elder sibling. And I just kind of get to get to cruise, get to breeze on by, you know? Um, anyway, uh, why, why this tea this morning? Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and get my vessels hat hot while I talk about this. Um, why this tea this morning? Well, for one thing, uh, I wanted Shupuer. Shupuer is, is probably one of the, one of my most daily drinkers as far as types of tea. Um, from the very beginning, uh, for me in Gongfu Cha, I was very much drawn to Shu Pu'er, and I 
find that I just like drinking it most days. Now, there could be a number of reasons for that, um, but, you know, I'd, I won't get into all of those. But for me, it's just a flavor, a fragrance, and a, and a feeling that I, I just love. I, I really love the way Shupur makes me feel, and I love those, those petrichor and earthy groundwater kind of notes. Um, I just find it so, so appealing. So I'm going to go ahead and get my Gaiwan loaded up. Um, and just so y'all know, I am using, I am using a very special Gaiwan today. I'm using the first ever Gaiwan that I got, which I got for free, kind of. Um, I got it as a part of a class, a Gong Fu Chok class that I took with Sohan back in 2009. And the way the deal worked back then uh, was for $25, or maybe it was $30, uh, I got to take a class with Sohan at Jade Leaves Tea House, where he was working at the time. And the class was like two hours long. Uh, I sat in front of him, and we both poured from Gaiwans, and he just gave me this Gaiwan. Like, the, you know, it came with the class. He had a Gaiwan ready for me at the beginning of class. I didn't even have to bring one. And uh, and and then I just got to keep it. And I use this one to make green tea because it's a white porcelain Gaiwan. And at the time we were talking about, you know, which tea wares are, are good for which teas. That was something that was kind of mentioned. And uh, it was me and my twin learning. So we actually got two Gaiwans. I got this white one. And my twin got this, um, uh, like, like purple sand clay on the outside and white porcelain on the inside, smallish guy want. Both of them are kind of smallish guy wants. That's another reason I'm using this guy want today is that it's kind of smallish. And I didn't want to use a lot of the dragon bro bang because those are also out now. And so I'm, I have, I have one it's, it's, it's at that point in a bing's life where i've i've chipped off the the top two layers of the bing all the way around the circle and now it's a thin pancake and i want to keep it that way for a little while because i think i'm going to just kind of munch on this one very very slowly a quick update that i'd like to insert here which was recorded on a day different than the original episode i have two things to say one uh is that Dragon Bro Bing is not actually out. West China Tea was able to get some more of this Bing from Li Shu Lin, the farmer who makes it. However, the new Bings are pressed in 2017 as opposed to 2013. And along with this, I learned some new information about this, which is that all of both of these rounds of Bings actually come from a 2010 leaf harvest. So all of the leaves that make up Dragon Bro are from 2010. The original pressing uh, run of the original run of Bing's were pressed in 2013, and a new round of the same leaves were pressed in 2017. And that's what the new Dragon Bro is that is currently available on the website. Hopefully, it's still available by the time this episode airs. Anyway, just wanted to leave y'all with that. 
end of update. So I've gotten my vessels hot. I have just finished the rinse, pouring some of this first steeping onto my little turtle, uh, which I've named Artemis. Um, after the second cat in Sailor Moon, um, I originally my twin and I had gotten these two little turtles and one of them's dark and one of them's light. So we named the dark one Luna and the light one Artemis. And I got to keep the light one um, when we finally decided to not live together anymore. My twin and I, that is. Um, so now we begin. Um, let's talk about intention for a minute. Um, as far as what I'm trying to get out of this tea, you know, anytime... I come to the tea table, I like to think for at least a little while about what am I trying to get out of this tea and uh, today, you know, because it's, it's a little bit different every day. And but but this one I find with with these Xiaodueze shoes, there's really one thing that I'm just really going for almost every time. And that's the darkness. I want that darkness. I just love the aesthetic uh, quality of this very dark, almost vic viscous liquor that a Xiaodueze shoe will produce. Um, some Xiaodueze shoes, not always. You know, some of them are lighter, but this one gets pretty dark. Um, this first steeping that I'm actually going to drink is still kind of opening up. Because this is a bing, uh, it takes a second, you know, I'm not going to get the, the juiciest steeping on the first steeping or even the second steeping necessarily because the leaves are still breaking apart and I'm, I'm waiting for them to kind of open up. Nonetheless, here we are, first steeping and right out the gate, we've got this very strong petrichor vibe, but there's, there's something about this tea in particular that is a little bit different than all the other Nanwo teas, although it was also unique to Dragon Bing. And it's this, I don't know how to qualify it other than a slightly metallic taste. Um, it's got a mineral metal kind of quality that tastes like very clean water. Like, I, I often relate this um, to, like, some kind of idea of clean that comes from, like, water that's been sitting in a cave that has just never seen the light of day. It's just in this, like, pure underground cave that's very dark, and that water's just been, it's rainwater that has been filtered through all the plants and the underground and finally made its way into this open cavern where this pristine, clear water just sits. And that's kind of the, the flavor that I'm, I'm really chasing with this tea, is that kind of slightly metallic, bright, like salivating quality. It's, it's a very warm flavor. Um, and yeah, like some of these shoe pu'ers, 
Shupuar from um, Nanua can often have a kind of mushroomy quality. They have this forest floor kind of flavor that's like a little mossy, a little bit mushroomy, and uh, all, all said and done, that ends up being kind of a different flavor that I also really like. Um, this tea uh, is kind of devoid of that and leaves this very just crisp cleanliness that I really, really love about it. Going to move on to the second steeping here. And while I'm doing that, let's talk about the fragrance a little bit. Um, not a strong fragrance coming off of this one. The way a, a really strong fragrance might come off of some oolongs, like a floral or like honeysuckle or even a fruity flavor, uh, especially out of the Phoenix oolongs. This one's got a kind of muted rain quality, like rainwater quality. Um, that It gently comes off the tea, you know? When I sniff the lid or even sniff the leaves directly, uh, I do I do smell something, you know, it's there. This this kind of rainwater quality, this this kind of um, just like gentle like gray day kind of smell. Ooh, you know what? When when I smell the leaves directly, it's really strong. And this is like Oh yeah, yeah, this is like that really strong, clean shoe-pu-air smell that really, this is, you know, this is another reason that I wanted to do this one, something like this one early on, because shoe-pu-air uh, was one of those flavors uh, or types of tea and, and a, a flavor that I had never really experienced before getting into the world of gongfu cha and Chinese tea. And I still I still love it so much, you know. It was just something that I I had never really experienced before and it just it it reminds me of gray rainy days. It just has this this kind of gentle rain quality which uh some of you will know from having hung out with me on Instagram or, or on, on Zoom or any or something, but uh, for a while in my childhood, I grew up um, in Seattle. For about four years, I lived in Seattle, Washington. And it has a reputation for being quite rainy, and that's not unwarranted. <laughs> it is quite rainy and gray there a lot of days. It, it kind of does this misty thing a lot of the time. But I really love that weather. I, I, I'm very nostalgic for that weather, especially living in Texas where it doesn't rain that often. I'm, I'm, I find myself longing for rainy days a lot. And so maybe even just being here, I, I, I find that I'm, I'm, I'm searching for that many times.
many days I find myself just kind of searching for this this rainy day feel because I really like it. I thought it was very charming that one of the flagship shoepoirs from West China Tea is called Rain Butter. Such an apt name. Mm, Already I will say I can feel a little bit of the chi of this tea, which is very grounding, very... It's like putting me in my body. It's not sending me on wild thought patterns or, or, or sending me out into space at all. It's really just kind of, it, it's kind of like sitting me down with myself as if I'm, I, I can almost feel like my, my um, interior sense of self drifting from my head down through my, through the behind my face area, uh, through my, my throat and down into my heart and my gut and just kind of sitting there. And that's a, 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 I will say it's a pleasant feeling today. Um, I've been thinking a lot about recently how often I spend time up in my head. That is a thing that I am prone to do. I am I am one of those people who uh, spends a lot of time up in the up in the very washy dark space of thought and imagination, and I don't have a particularly visual imagination. So that being the case, those spaces are are are, are quite vague, you know. Before something becomes a really crystallized thing that an idea that can then be planned out and and made made into reality uh through uh you know this beautiful living process of being a human and and getting to make your make your imaginations come true if you if you put your mind to it um you know i i spend a lot of time up in that space of the washy thought this kind of atmospheric vibe that isn't quite formed yet you know it's just like a loose cloud and i know that i need to take some of these things in and and crystallize them condense them into something that can then fall to the ground like rain and and become real this podcast is, is a great example. You know, I, I, I thought about it for a really, really long time, just not really knowing what I wanted out of it. You know, I didn't know. All I knew was I needed to, I wanted to capture Gong Fu Cha and the culture of Gong Fu Cha as I had come to know it from doing it so often, both like alone and in small groups with my twin, with my friends at the tea house, you know, in all these different settings and, and, and sets. Um, I've come to know Gong Fu Cha in a very specific way, but that specific way is still very vague and uncommunicated. Uh, it's something that is not exactly easy to pin down 
in a sentence or or even uh, an afternoon length conversation with somebody so but it's kind of my hope that over the course of many of these tea journal type entries and um and other other forms of this of, of this show um that eventually it becomes apparent one way or another and kind of hardens into a real uh, observable thing, you know, that's shareable, that's not just living up in that cloudy space, that dark space, the kind of unmanifest shadow side. Some of you will know that I'm a fan of uh, the tarot. Um, reading tarot cards is something that I find fun, mostly for its their 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 archetypes. I think it's a great tool set. They're very meaningful pictures uh, um, and 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 ideas that uh, are fun to latch onto. And and some of what I'm talking about right now would go along with the moon card. I think about the moon card as kind of the site of this, the, the arena of all the dark, vague, unrealized potential energy, imaginary space kind of things. Ooh, man, it's open up now. It's really, really open. What are we on the fourth steeping? Third or fourth steeping now? See, I just went and started rambling and I lost count, but I think I'm on the fourth steeping and who dang, it is real open. It's real dark. Um, ooh, I, I realize I didn't tell you about the rest of my tea set. I mentioned that I was using my first ever Gaiwan, which is this really cute white glazed porcelain gaiwan with this like gold trim around the outside of the lip of the gaiwan as well as um the lip of the saucer also has this kind of gold trim on it it's got a bamboo motif on the lid and then i'm using my mutton fat jade porcelain gongdao bay which is an unglazed porcelain and I wanted to use this Gongdao Bay today because it retains heat better than my glass one. And I want this tea to remain really nice and hot while I drink it because it's a very hot tea. Um, the way I drink Shupuer. And then my cup that I'm using, my Peen Bay, my Cha Bay, my, my tea cup or tasting cup. Peen means tasting cup. I did that backwards. Cha Bay means teacup for those of you studying Chinese along with me um, I'm I'm using a cup made for made for me by Mary Cotterman uh, she gave me three cups and a gaiwan while I was in China uh, in 2017 she was also there as part of the Sanbao artists in residency uh, coterie if you will and uh, around that time, she had made these beautiful celadon cups with these three little f 
finger hold dots where she dipped them in the glaze. She kind of did this like three finger hold on the cup and dipped them downward into the glaze. And so those spots are kind of just raw clay where the rest of the cup is this very beautiful uh, kind of earthy celadon glaze with uh, like spackling around it allowing some of the clay to poke through. It's not a super solid glaze, but it's a very beautiful set. And uh, I happened to be turning 28 while I was there. My birthday fell um, during my trip. And so Mary gave me this lovely tea set and I, I treasure it. I, I unfortunately broke the lid to the Gaiwan. So now the Gaiwan is a, a I use it as a, a master's cup sometimes which a master's cup is like a slightly larger cup that the one the person pouring the tea will often just drink for themselves out of and then when people come by the tea house or their house or wherever they're pouring tea you know they can get out a bunch of other smaller cups but they'll just the the master will just keep pouring into this kind of larger cup and that's something that just i guess happens often in tea practice so I use it as such sometimes. Mm. Mm. Very awake now. Was not struggling too badly to get up this morning. You know, I, I didn't get a ton of sleep, but I uh, I slept well for the the amount that I did, which was probably only about five hours, and... Woke up feeling pretty refreshed, but this tea is definitely getting me good and going and ready for the day. I am making it pretty strong. Uh, I guess to get into some other nuts and bolts real quick, you know, dry leaves, as far as how much dry leaf did I use? Um, it was a broken up part of a bing, and I, I probably broke off like several smaller chunks, maybe five or six small little nuggets about the size of a quarter and put all of those into this guy wants so dry leaf was probably filling and then some shake as well uh like loose broken off leaves that just kind of fall to the bottom like if you pick up the bing and just kind of turn it over and let all the leaves fall off of it into the paper that's the shake and so i i put some shake in the bottom of the guy wand and then about five or six of these little quarter size nuggets in there and i would say that probably filled dry that probably filled a little bit more than half of the gaiwan with dry leaf and now that it's opened up it's uh it's kind of pushing up against the lid like it's it's really full it is very full of tea and again that is because i like to make this tea super dark and super strong that's just kind of how i make shupuar that's 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 my style. I make that darkness, that real darkness. And so yeah, now I I think I'm probably coming up on like the the sixth steeping, feeling very awake, very alert, very grounded, very calm. Not a uh, not particularly directional. I like using that word when I talk about the energy of tea, whether it's directional or not. You know, does this tea send me in a particular direction does it make me want to do something specific or 
even just like something that's not this, you know, or does this tea help me settle into what I'm doing um, and just kind of help me ground myself out and and just kind of be here. And that's what this tea is doing. It's really grounding me out and just kind of helping me uh, do the be here now thing, you know. I guess that's kind of the takeaway today is, is really this idea of, you know, the dark space as, as nicely rep, I didn't even think about this as nicely represented by the darkness of this tea. You know, we can think about the darkness as, you know, we see it in this tea. It's a very dark tea. And there's this, uh, you know, there's this tendency that I have to just want to live in that darkness, just kind of float around in there no one can see me. Nothing is really out in the light in, in a place where it can be, you know, criticized or, or judged in some kind of way. It's just kind of this mysterious, unrealized thing that can maintain that like special, that special hyper feeling of dreams or, or thoughts, you know, because they're not fully realized they can kind of keep maintain a quality of perfection that isn't exactly obtainable in reality you know they have this kind of perfect feel to them and uh but the the chi of this tea moves that energy from this dark space into a grounding energy of instead of just living up in my head, in this wispy thought space. I've been telling myself recently to feel into my body and listen. Instead of trying to conjure words in my brain, just get into my body and listen. And the right thing to do, the words, if I'm looking for words, or or action if I'm, if what I need is action, you know, those, those things will come to me when I'm successfully grounded into my body. And I guess that's something that I'm trying to work on in myself these days. That's an area of trying to improve, you know, trying to focus on that to help bring myself wherever I'm trying to go. Let's see. Nope, I think that's it. I think that'll about do it for today's uh, tea journal, tea table hangout. So uh, thanks so much for joining me and I'll talk to y'all again soon um, for more tea. Join, join me again. Until next time.